Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors. We are here to help people make smart decisions about their money. Jeremiah and I are certified financial planners and we come alongside our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney and when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business succession planning, and other similar items. If you'd like to know more about us and about our firm, you can either give us a call at 951-684-7011 or just simply visit our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, each week, what we do is we divide our discussion into three sections. The first one is retirement update. The next is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, this week for retirement update, we're going to talk about something that most people say, you know, it's certain like death and taxes. So it, it, the tax strategies are becoming more and more complex, particularly for those people that are making money. And so the question is, a lot of the deductions have either changed or have gone away. So the question is, what can you do to help reduce your tax liability? Yep. The first thing is, is it you got to do, you got to do um, uh, tax loss harvesting. I think that's probably the first thing, right? Yeah, I think there's some real basic items with taxes that uh, people just need to hit. You know, there, there's more complex things and things that you, you know, absolutely need to work with your CPA or tax preparer on. But some of the, the initial things to start thinking about, uh, like you said, is tax loss harvesting. That is, tax loss harvesting is where you look at the, the, the gains you've had in the year the, the, through investments, the stock gains you have, but you also look at your losses. And no one likes to you know sell a loss because- oh, Wait a minute, if I bought something, I, I know that the stock is going to go up. Does it mean I got to get rid of it? I mean- uh, That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 everyone wants to wait for it to come back, right? right. It's going to turn around. It's going to get higher. Next year will be the year for this stock. Um, but it's a good moment to say, if, if you have some gains, say maybe you have you know five $10,000 worth of gain in a, in a portfolio- to, to say, do I have any losses I could exercise to offset that now? Right. And what we, was a loser of stock that you're hoping would come back all of a sudden becomes this valuable asset to reduce your taxes. Yeah, I mean, right now we're struggling to find losses. Uh, we've had phenomenal gains and we're, we're trying to rebalance clients' portfolios, but tax becomes a really critical part of the total return and what we're trying to accomplish for clients. That's right. No one wants to get to the end of the year and have um, a significant surprise tax right, bill. Right. So we're in a season where we're communicating with our clients about taxes, you know, about where they're at, also about trying to have strategies before now and the end of the year to to deal with them. You know, some some folks are fine paying the taxes because that means they had good gains. I, right. I don't think clients or anyone should feel bad about paying taxes on investments. You know, we can have political decisions of whether or not we think those are good or not, but 
if you have if you're paying taxes, that means you had gains. That means you had a good year. And I think these tax strategies are just to make sure you're maximizing the available deductions. The next one that we talk about with a lot of people after they've kind of used up available losses mm-hmm. is to think charitably. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a critical part of what we do. And again, I think it's part of um, it, it comes from the heart. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, they're charitable from the very beginning. But now all of a sudden, people have a tendency to be charitable from their pocketbook. Yeah, uh, I'd say the majority of our clients are charitable naturally. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way they live their life. They've been charitable for a long time. So it's a good moment, not just to think about what they want to give um, you know, because they went to a dinner or they, they went to an event, but, but to think strategically and say, mm-hmm. what, what do I want to give this year? Because I, I care about my community, but also that that's going to help my, um, my taxes. And a lot of that is you, we do the math, you know, you say, okay, you're yeah. thinking about giving, you know, 12 grand away or whatever it may be. If you give 15, it, it has an extra benefit that it will you know, zero out some of these taxes. And this is where tax planning, we work with a CPA firm. We have a couple of different firms that we work with directly. And this is something that you don't want to be a novice on. You know, people that do their own tax preparation and using uh, self-preparation software can really get themselves into trouble quickly. Like, for example, a donor-advised fund versus a foundation. A donor-advised fund is becoming the more popular, Mm -hmm. but it's also coming under scrutiny, isn't it, by the IRS? And it probably will more so into the future. Foundations, as people may know, you have to push out a certain amount of the assets in the foundations, 5%. You have to give that away. Donor-advised funds don't have that requirement currently. And so they've been growing that people can make a charitable donation in a given year and, and get the deduction. But then in the future, they can determine when those um, assets are actually given. They can advise it. So the, the IRS, at the moment, the laws are fine, but right. it's going to be scrutinized and we'll see where it shakes out. But you have to know what you're doing. And in the thing that, and I don't want to get too far down in the weeds, but you have to have what they call above the line and below the line. And it has an it has a significant impact on potentially your Medicare premiums, what you pay. So if you get your deduction above the line, it can reduce the amount of uh, what you have to pay for Medicare premium. But if your deduction is below the line, you still get the deduction, but it may not have any impact upon your Medicare costs and premiums, right? Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And we, um, we don't guide through, through their taxes. We bring up ideas and connect them with, with professionals. You know? right. and, and that's a really valuable aspect uh, as you go through your planning to have a, a great tax professional. The other item just to kind of throw out there for folks is it used to be you only get the benefit of a tax of a charitable donation if you're itemizing. Right. Um, because of the you know COVID and different things we've been going through, the government passed a rule basically that you can still take the standard deduction as well as get $600 worth of charitable giving um, deduction on top of that. It's a great moment this year for someone to be a little extra charitable, even if they're planning to take the standard deduction, but to at least give an amount so that they can take this additional deduction off their taxes. Yeah, and then we're helping, and we're asking clients if we've had substantial gains that they uh, are trying to protect from taxation is that they actually bundle their giving. And by doing that, we can use a donor advised fund that you can put in multiple years of giving into this donor advised fund. So if you're somebody who gives $10,000 a year, potentially you could put 50,000 or more into the donor advised fund. And what you do is you get the full deduction and that helps to overcome that standard deduction. Again, I don't wanna get too far down in the weeds because it can get really technical quickly. Mm -hmm. But bottom line is, is that you can move this money around. The other one is a qualified charitable deduction directly from your IRA. And how does that work? Yeah, so if you are taking RMDs, required minimum distribution, you have to be over seventy and a half. You have to be, you have to yep. be in that required That's RMD right. age. You're, you're receiving these required distributions from your IRA, rather than taking the money directly and having affect your AGI and your income. 
you're able to have the custodian who's holding your IRA send your required minimum distribution directly to a charity, a registered right. 501c3 charity. They call it a qualified charitable distribution. It, it basically allows these funds, rather than coming into your um, life and your bank account and affecting your taxes, just to skip right over you and go straight to the charity. Yeah, and we've had questions about from other clients in the past. Well, can I take my my qualified charitable deduction directly from the IRA? And can I just put it into a donor advised fund so I can control? And the bottom line is, no, you can't. The IRS says, no, you get a deduction, but you got to make sure you give it in that year. And again, as we're getting closer to December 31st, we are being crushed with time right now. Yep. So if you're in that situation and you need help, I advise you call quickly because mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here on December 31st and try to figure it out for somebody. Yeah, and, and tax folks can't. I mean, you, you, they do their best, you know, to right. get the advice and get the actions taken, but really, this needs planning. Yep. And if you miss it this year, you know, try. We'll, we'll do some planning get it for next year. But the idea being now is the moment to really think about what your tax uh, obligations might be and how to best kind of maximize mm -hmm. uh, your benefits there. Yeah. And again, these are things that require, require building a plan and understanding where you bring in all the expertise to make the right choices and decisions for you to make the most beneficial tax benefit and strategies. Uh, if you'd like to know more about it, just give us a call. We'd, like, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your individual circumstances. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. Jeremiah, I think we probably had more discussion about the boring bonds mm -hmm. in our clients' portfolios than just about any other asset class over the last year. Mm -hmm. And we've already come up to the conclusion that bonds just don't do what they're supposed to do. And there's a lot of reasons for that, isn't there? Yeah. And the supposed to is, is kind of the aspect. I mean, year, years ago, bonds, even more recently, bonds were considered to be a, a ballast in a portfolio. Right, a, buffer. If, a buffer. A yeah, buffer, yeah. If stocks were to go down, that bonds would, would stay solid, they would stay secure, and they keep the portfolio from falling. Um, they're also seen as diversification to say all of our assets are in stocks. And so this other asset class would be beneficial um and, and that's been discussed you know over many years right but march of 2020 it was an extreme moment of right. stocks fell and bonds fell and then because yeah, bonds bonds are supposed to be that protection and that stabilizer in your portfolio and in march of 2020 they all they both went down they were yeah. completely correlated is what we refer to as they were they they, they responded exactly the same and in fact, bonds stayed down longer 
stocks recovered quicker yep. because of all the stimulus money that was pushed in. Yeah. And so the end result, you could have someone who's in a conservative portfolio with a lot uh, of bonds, with a lot of bonds saying, I'm going to be real stable. I'm just plotting away. I don't want the risk. And you could have someone who would said, I'll take the risk. It's fine. Yeah. I'm willing to be aggressive. And both our portfolios might've fallen similarly. And then the one who's more aggressive came back significantly quicker, yeah. faster. So you'd be in a position where the person who's supposed to be secure with their bonds is now looking at a loss greater mm -hmm. than they anticipated, greater than we anticipated. Yeah. So a lot of people in this industry are rethinking bonds. You know, there's, there's some people who are being uh, creative. There's new financial products, these buffer products, um, whether they use insurance and option strategies to kind of, you know, quote unquote, guarantee a certain right. amount of return. And th there's concerns with all of those. But, but part of what we've been talking about is, is where do bonds still fit, if they still fit, and what percentages do they fit like a 60 yeah. 40 portfolio an 80 20 portfolio those are common lingo but those may not and that's referring to the proportion of bonds versus stocks and that may not be um realistic lingo going forward yeah there's a thing called a mendoza line and basically the mendoza line says when bonds reach a critical uh percentage of three percent when they are when bonds are paying we're talking about treasuries are paying below three percent and treasuries right now about what 1.6 I think is about yeah, what they are right now. So yep. they're way they're obviously way below three, and the Mendoza line says that when bond prices are below three percent, they actually are counterproductive to the portfolio over the long term. When they're above three percent or heading higher, they can be more beneficial as far as doing not only providing the income but also providing the balance in the portfolio. And since this is going back since 1926. A third of the time over that period of time, bond prices, I'm talking about treasuries, have been below 3%. And, and you look at how the portfolios have performed in relationship to uh, that, that time or that 3% break that Mendoza line, clearly stocks have outperformed during that period of time. Yeah. yeah. And having bonds in a portfolio, even though they lag on performance, as right. long as they're still providing diversification and they're still... Uh, kind of allowing some some buoyancy in a portfolio, right? It, it's fine. That's why everyone's accepted them. But in going forward, if if bonds are not going to provide kind of the buoyancy and diversification that they want, and they're not providing a return, right. the question being, you know, why include them? And the Mendoza line, it, I think, is a really helpful, um, you know, historical view of that to say right. that there's times where bonds have really done great, and it's not just three percent, you know, being the yield that that it's it's contributing more to the portfolio. It's when it falls below that three percent. The also the dynamics are shifting on how they're correlated to stocks, and so when stocks are going down, the the, the bonds when they're below that Mendoza line fall just as you know similarly, more more similarly to the stocks. Whereas when it's above it, there's actually a little more resilience in there. And and I think a lot of people are scratching their head because of the amount of money that has been plowed in and been printed and created by the Federal Reserve. Why isn't why aren't interest rates higher than where they really are? And again. My response is that the dynamics of bonds, there's a lot of forces that most people don't understand. It's not just plain math. Mm. It is, there's a lot of other forces that are involved with this. And the more we understand bonds, this is a better understanding of how we get the dynamics, how we, how we get a positive dynamic on the portfolio you yeah. know, going forward. Yeah, that's, that's right. And you know, we don't know where interest rates are going exactly. You know, we don't know where bonds are going exactly, but we're always trying to read the tea leaves like everyone and, and see the right. indicators. A lot of the conversations we have internally as well with the clients is if, if we're not going to use bonds the same way, what next? You know, yeah, what, what else? What, what else? Goes what else there? do you use? Yeah, because right? um, just to say we're just going to double down on on equities isn't always helpful. Um, so people, we talk about commodities. You know, right. commodities at times are helpful. This is the you know copper 
um, tin, you know, the different commodities. Building like, block commodities, I yeah. call them. Industrial yeah. commodities. Gold always comes up, also a commodity, but people right. sometimes like gold, but we've talked about that big of a place. Um, some people are looking to options, which can have real risks, but trying to hedge their um, portfolio. And options, by and large, I've had several clients who've asked us about that. Options are very complex and they can turn against you quickly. And if you're not literally in front of the screen, and most, most traders literally don't have that kind of absorption in time. I mean, just can't do that kind of dedication to yeah. it. And there's a number of funds that, that we look at that we consider using, but you know that, that's not for everyone. And then the other one is, is dividend stocks. Some people will try and replace those in portfolio. Say these are dividend payers. They're going to be similar bonds, but they're, they're just not bonds. <laughs> you know, they don't have the buoyancy. So I mean, in the short term, cash you know, to us looks yeah, like it, the strongest. It seems, it seems strange that you would say, but cash is in fact an asset. It, it is something that is in fact, um, because it becomes available for the next purchasing power mm -hmm. and it doesn't lose any of it and doesn't lose any of its value just sitting there. And cash on some form of the portfolio structure, it would be, um, it, it has benefits, right? Yeah. Long-term, you know, things of inflation, concerns about cash come into play. But in the short term, you know, it, it allows you to kind of stay nimble. And if you see a great opportunity to be ready to jump right in. so. There's a number of clients that we've been we've increased their cash holdings because um, it actually, you know, guess on, based on current situation, seems more secure mm -hmm. for the portfolio than holding bonds, just because right. we're not as trusting with bonds as we used to be. And again, I think the issue here is what I we want those of you that are listening to us. What we want you to understand is that building a portfolio and managing the portfolio, there are a lot of dynamics and there's a lot of things that go into maintaining value and creating less volatility in the portfolio, particularly for people that are retired. We wanna create uh, pension-like returns for people so they have dependable values and income as they get older. If you'd like to know more about what we do and how we do it, um, the sources that we, that we lean into when we are um, building and managing a portfolio, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011, or simply just go to our website, which is www retirementunlimited.com. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. And for those of you listening to us, um, we want to offer our belated uh, Happy Thanksgiving greeting. Right? <laughs> it's been we you got you guys are probably all stuffed from turkey and whatever, but I wanted to bring an article that um, it's not so much news as something that's already happened. It's an event uh, in Afghanistan, and there was an article in the Wall Street Journal. This came out of the uh, what is this? This is the September the fourth. You know, Afghanistan is no longer even in the news. I don't know if anybody still thinks about it, but I wanted to bring it out. And it's the the blow by blow, the moment by moment in getting the women's women's soccer team out of Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. 
And the uh, Marines, remember the Marines that were standing at the gate and how they participated in that. And eventually some of them lost their lives because of a, uh, a bomber. And I have to tell you, this, this article is, um, I mean, it, it's heart-wrenching, frankly, yeah. when you read, read through it what and all, is, the, all the stuff that went on. Yeah, and it's amazing. I know there's, there's a lot of stories. I imagine there'll be a number of books and a number of movies coming out about that moment. I mean, I think humanity, um, especially, specifically the Afghan people, were put in such a moment in history, such right. a desperate moment of you know Americans trying to escape the country, Afghans trying to escape the country, you know American allies trying to escape the country. So you know, this one starts with the women's soccer team that under Taliban rule, they didn't have female sports. You got to remember these women were never really under Taliban rule. They were, right. they were they're, probably, they're in their, under, under in their teens or twenties, under 20 and never really experienced that. Yep. So they grew up with the freedom um, to be able to compete, to be able to have pride for their country and had, had, had had death threats. I mean, the, the team has a long history of being threatened by people who still didn't um, appreciate that they were representing their country on a world stage. They played with the U.S. They played in other countries, and they were just a great symbol of progress in that country. And because of that, you know, as uh, the Taliban took back over, they they saw their situation as exceedingly desperate and needed to get out of the country. They they would be made an example of was was the concern. Right, exactly. In the time frame, you know, from the time of announcement when Biden came out and says we're leaving to the time that the Americans evacuated, there would had to have been a crush of humanity mm -hmm. to get out of the country. Yeah. And this article here focused on specifically the women's soccer and their parents and coaches. And it goes almost a blow by blow. In fact, the coach was out of the country and was talking to uh, the State Department, was getting to the military, was end up talking to the um, uh, the Marines are at the gate and then talking to the, the parents and the players. I mean, it, it, it was... It's an, I mean, again, it's a heart-wrenching story. Mm -hmm. and it his, really is. And his days of these, these young women, some with their families, some who couldn't bring their families along, right. you know, working through crowds, like days, days trying to get through a crowd yeah. um, to get to a certain spot and then being rerouted somewhere else. And you know, at, at the end of it, um, you know, they were able to get through um, one of the gates. Um, Swiss guards helped pull them over. They had the Australian government um, was able to accept their visa applications and the u.s soldiers you know kind of pulled them into the airport we got them through remember that ditch where people were walking in the water and it was literally at that moment these people were wading through and it wasn't just one time mm -hmm. some people gave up went back home and then they went back the next day and it was just you know you just you you sense when you read the article the desperation and and again my my sense of freedom that we have in our country and I don't ever want to take it for granted because for this, for these people and particularly this group, this was a moment in time that would be changing them forever. No, absolutely. Life and death. I mean, they were, yeah. they were not likely in the anticipation was they would not just be killed, but they would made, be made an example of in their death. Right. And so for them, it was a desperate moment to escape. Um, and, uh, you know, of, of the full numbers, you know, it looked like 84 um, people, which represent the, the players and their families were, were able to get out. Made it. They were able to right. get get, right. um, get on a flight. Um, there was one of the the U.S. soldiers, Lance Corporal Kareem Nakawi, was one that that physically helped them, you know, get over the gate. You know, had the uh, approval to get them in. And there was also that that Lance Corporal, you know, passed away a few days later when the the other gate was attacked. They were right. in the, part of that, and just the the heroism of so many people in this story is breathtaking. But yeah. like you said, just be so thankful for um, you know our soldiers that were there to help, but also the 
just the humanity that these women you know, made it out and they have a life in Australia. They have a life where they can continue to advocate for their country. All right. Um, and they're, they're safely out of it. So if you'd like to have a copy of this article, it's called a daring escape plan. And we'd be more than happy to send you out a free reprint. I think it is a wonderful story to read and con- and obviously gives, gives me the reminder of what the freedoms that we have in our own country and how precious they are. Uh, if you'd like to know more about anything that we've talked about today or anything we've discussed, just give us a call at our office at 951-684-7011 or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.